Good morning, everybody. This is Michelle on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Welcome. So today I want to talk about an issue that probably has a lot to do with just about everybody who's listening. Um, The idea hasn't really come from one person, although in the last several weeks it's really uh, become clear to me with many people that I work with that this is um, an underlying issue that really causes a lot of problems, not just for yourself, but for the people that you're trying to lead and serve. Okay. So what I'm going to talk about today is stress and stress management. All right. So first of all, before we start um, talking about how do you deal with it, let's clarify really quick what stress is. So there's two different kinds of stress. There's what we call um, constructive stress. Okay. So this is the positive form of stress. So for example, um, you know, there's things that are stressful for our body that are related to survival, right? So let's say you haven't, um, you haven't been drinking your water all day long, right? Your body will become in a state of stress because it's signaling you drink your water, right? I mean, same thing happens with not having enough sleep right? I remember there was a one year of time when my youngest child, um, she was in the hospital hospitalized about 15 times that year. It was a very stressful year. Um, now just imagine the lack of sleep that you have, right? Um, and so that kind of stress is a positive stress. As long as there's something that, you know, you, you could see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? It's, it's for a time, and you can do something about it. Um, another kind of positive stress is, is related to production. So getting things done, right? So if you're under a deadline, um, typically, you know, people who are especially extremely creative, right? They work better under pressure. If they know they have a deadline, um, they can get it done. Okay. That's good stress. Cause again, it's, it's going to, um, help you fulfill a purpose, but there's limited time frame on it. Um, Another one is stress having to deal with relationships. Now, um, let's say you're having an issue with a good friend or maybe your significant other. Okay, as long as it's not a prolonged chronic type of thing that happens every single day, all day, every day, um, it's something that's in the moment that you can work on and you can fix That's actually a good stress and it's considered good stress because typically what happens is that as you work through that, you learn and grow from it. Okay. So also the one thing that you need to know about stress is it's not necessarily the event that causes stress. It's your interpretation of that event. So let's say you do have a, um, an issue, a, a, a moment of drama with a family member or a friend. Your interpretation of that really depends on whether you're going to feel stress or not. So for example, one person might feel stress over it and really worry and fret when another one just kind of lets it go and like, oh, you know, it is what it is. Okay. So the good stress, it still releases those hormones, um, but typically they are the, the good hormones because again, you're, you're going towards a goal. It's a positive thing. Now let's talk about this chronic stress. So chronic stress is basically something that lasts for a long time. Um, it, you typically don't have a time frame, so you, there might not be an end to it. 
Okay, so, so let's just say that you have um, just experienced a divorce, right? And so you're in this moment of like, this is chronic stress because there's so many life things that you need to figure out, right? Lots of transitions happening. And you may or may not see light at the end of the tunnel based on your current circumstances, okay? Or let's say you have a health condition that causes chronic stress on your brain and your body, okay? Or let's say you have a life situation um, that you didn't plan on and all of a sudden this is your new reality, right? I was um, watching a, a TV documentary yesterday on um, a girl who actually was paralyzed from an accident and her whole life changed. Now, the only sh thing she knew when, when it began was that my whole life has changed and there will never be an end. Okay. So in that moment, she was having chronic stress every single day because there was no goal to it. Okay. This type of stress can create, um, negative emotions and also, um, what we can consider negative hormones, right? They, um, cause a cascade of things to happen where you can get into a mindset where you feel, like a victim, um, hopeless, helpless, vulnerable, um, maybe that you don't have any options. Um, I tend to call this the, the hostage mindset, right? That you're trapped, right? So can you see the difference between the positive stress where you're going towards a goal? It's a good thing, right? And the negative stress where the mindset is I'm trapped. I'm being held hostage here. I don't have any control. Okay. Cause that's really, really important. Cause a lot of people will say, oh man, I'm so stressed. And what they don't realize is that they're actually in a, a good place of stress, right? But sometimes we lump all of our stresses, whether they're good or bad all together. And we say, I'm stressed. And if we can recognize the power and the empowerment philosophy behind that good stress, we can start to delineate. Okay. Is this type of stress helping me move forward? Or is it keeping me from moving forward? And then once we truly understand the difference, then we can put our focus, you know, either you can put, put your focus into having more good stress, right? So looking at your life and saying, okay, what else can I do that's going to move me forward? Or you can put your focus onto, you know, how can I limit the, the negative stress? Okay. Each one has its merits. It's just a different way of how you walk it out in your life. All right, so I want to talk really briefly about um, kind of the, the cause and effect that happens with each type of stress. So for example, let's say you have, um, you have an event and your interpretation, your perception of the event is that it's stressful and um, that it's a negative stress, okay? And so you're going to have some emotions attached to that, right? So some of the things that I mentioned before, you could also have things like anger, um, bitterness, unforgiveness, right? So typically some, some heavier type emotions. So what typically happens as humans is that when we start to get into that place of, of the negative emotion space, we try to avoid it. Okay. Now some, some people understand this. They understand that, you know, an avoidance principle might get you into some dangerous territory. Like um, alcohol or drug addiction, right? Uh, so things such as overeating, right? Um, sitting and, and binge watching Netflix for hours and hours and hours just so that you can avoid something, 
right? So any avoidance activities, um, but something as simple as, you know, this whole craze, I call it, you might call it a phase, whatever, of self-care. Now, please, 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 I just want to preface this. I am not telling you to ditch self-care. <laughs> I just think we need to stop looking at self-care as taking a bath and drinking wine and start looking at it as what's going on in my life and how can I create the life that I don't want to avoid? Okay. That's what true self-care is. The self-care that's popular right now, um, you know, go to a yoga class, do some meditation. Um, that's really putting a bandaid on some of these things and it's still another form of avoiding. Okay. So when you avoid things, you actually create more stress, <laughs> right? So you've had the event, you've had the interpretation. Oh no, this is stress. You have emotions. You have, you know, some sort of stress avoidance activity. And then from there, you have more stress. Let me give you a great example. This came from a training I did earlier this week. Um, one of the ladies said one of her action items was to drink less wine at night and that it would help her and it would help her team. I said, great, let's talk about that a little bit. I said, um, you know, how much wine are you drinking? And I'm not asking because I'm determining is she an alcoholic or is she drinking too much or not? I really don't care. It's her, right? She knows her body. And she said, well, you know, it's two to three drinks a night. And I said, okay, well, how is that affecting you? So of course we went down the road of it's, it's affecting her health and, you know, it might help in the moment, but then she doesn't sleep really well the next night and her body doesn't feel that great. And so she starts her day off in a, a time of stress, right? And so her day just gets more and more stressful. I said, okay, great. And she said, so I want to drink less. And I said, okay, well, what's that going to do for you? And she said, well, it's going to help my body. It's going to help my mind. I said, okay, how is that going to help you with your stress? And she had no answer. I said, okay, here, here's the issue. You're drinking the wine to deal with the stress. So the real problem is that you have stress that you're not confronting. So how can you confront your, the things that are causing the stress? So changing your thinking about it so that these other behaviors that you're doing are limited. Now she didn't really have a an answer for that. And so I said, can I give you a suggestion? She said, yes. I said, okay, great. So I said, what would happen if you sit down at night, you you're feeling that stress like you have before you go and you get your wine and you sit down. And the thing that you change is not how much wine you drink, but it is every time you take a sip, you tell yourself one thing that you're thankful for in your life. I mean, think about that. What would happen if every single sip you told yourself one thing, I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for a car that works. I'm thankful I got up on time this morning, right? You can come up with as many things, right? So what you're ultimately doing is not trying to change the behavior because if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know, changing behavior is almost impossible. But if you change your thinking, your behavior naturally follows. So we're not focusing on changing the behavior. We're focusing on the thinking. So while she's doing the behavior, she's changing her thinking by increasing that, that, um, emotion of being thankful and grateful. Okay. That's a higher energy emotion. And so what happens is that she's going to feel better. 
okay? As she starts to do this and it becomes more of a habit, she will see, I guarantee you, uh, um, her behavior, she'll drink less wine and she'll sleep better. All those things that, sh that she wanted to do, right? But see, when her focus was on changing her behavior, it was all going to be about willpower or she'd have to have outside accountability to help her. What I'm talking about is changing just a little tiny tweak in that, in that thinking so that it becomes natural and it doesn't feel like work at all. Okay. So when you have a, a, an event, you label it as stress, you interpret it as stress and you know, you have emotions and you can get to the place where you go, Whoa, something's happening here. Right why am I being triggered by this? What's happening, right? So rather than putting the focus on um, something or someone outside of you and trying to avoid it, another path could be, whoa, this is really bothering me. I wonder why this is bothering me, right? So when you start to think through that, why is this bothering me? What is going on? And start dealing with your emotions and your thoughts you actually begin to reduce your stress. And I got news for you guys that there's a ton of research out there that shows the more you reduce your stress, the longer you live. Okay. I'm sure that's not rocket science or, or news to anybody, but you know, keep that in your mind too. It's not just about making your day better. It's about making your days better. Right. Okay. So what I'm encouraging you to do is really think about those times that are very stressful to you and identify, is this a good stress or is this a bad stress? If it's a good stress, keep going. If it's a bad stress, ask yourself, how do I handle this? Do I try to avoid dealing with this? And if so, what are my avoidance patterns? And if you're doing that, I want you to think about, okay, well, how can I change my thinking a little bit? Right? So maybe I have this thought that, man, I, I do not want to go to work in the morning, right? Or maybe you have the Monday morning itis, I call it, where, where you realize on Sunday night, you're like, oh no, I've got to go to work on Monday, right? Well, first of all, you're going to have to start thinking about long-term in your whole life. How are you going to make a change so you don't have to escape that job, right? So you're either going to have to make that job better, or you're going to have to transition to a new job. Right. So if you want more help with thinking through that one, let me know. I can definitely help you with that. But I'm just using it as an example. So think about the things that are triggering you and how can you change your thinking so that you can actually confront those things rather than avoid them. And if you're listening and you're like, Michelle, I already do that. That's what I do. All right. Let me give you a ninja trick. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Here's your ninja trick. So in this process, you have an event, right? So we've said this a couple of times. You have an event, you have an interpretation that is stress. And then from there you have emotions and you have thoughts and all that, right? So your ninja tip is going to be getting to the place where something happens. You have the event and you interpret it as stress and you immediately ask yourself, is this true? Is this true that this is stress? Does this have to be stressful? What if this didn't have to be hard? Let me give you a great example. Um, I'm, I'm doing a, a keynote um, actually in about four days for, for an organization. There's going to be 800 people. Now I've done keynotes before, no big deal. Um, it's with a very different crowd of folks than I've ever worked with before. Um, 
mostly very technical minded people, right? And what I've been asked to to talk about is more people related skills, right? So basically I'm I'm trying to figure out the language of these people to talk about something that they're not very good at. Okay. So it's causing me a little bit of stress to think about how stressful they're going to be. Okay. So for me, I had to look at it and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I have somewhere had the thought that this is stressful. What if this didn't have to be hard? And as soon as I asked myself that question, immediately I started coming up with ideas. See, here's the connection, guys. If you think that something is stressful, if you think that it's hard, if you think that, you know, you have fear around it and you can't do it, you have put yourself in that trapped, helpless, vulnerable hostage situation. So your mind is being held hostage and you are the only one that can release your mind from this position. Okay. You are the only one. So it's really, really, really important for you to be able to experience those stressful situations and get to the point where you can say, ah, what if this didn't have to be hard? Right. But until then, until you can kind of get up to that ninja level, you've got to do the hard work of saying, where am I stressed right now? Is it good? Is it, is it negative? Um, and then with the negative stuff, how do I avoid it? How can I confront it? Okay. I hope this has been helpful to you. I, I know it's going to answer several of your, your questions you've kind of been sending me. Um, keep sending me those thoughts and ideas. I really appreciate it. Uh, and so with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.